Hello, Mudbug, and welcome to Clay at Our Core, podcasting about pottery at the corner of Montgomery Road and Hudson Avenue in peace-loving Norwood, Ohio. I'm your clay pal, Ann Saker. Today, Mudbug, we're checking in with our current short-term artist-in-residence, Carla Thomas. She's been on the second floor AIR studio for two months now, and she'll be with us until the end of the year. I've invited her to testify about the powerful experience that the residency has given her. Ahead of this great conversation, though, I want to lift my hands to the Clay Alliance for another amazing Empty Bowls event. Friend of the podcast, Tracy Iliff, reports that Cincinnati Empty Bowls has raised at least $14,000 this year for the Free Store Food Bank. The line on Sunday to get into Arnold's was at least 30 minutes long, mainly because all the potters lingered over their choices of the beautiful bowls arrayed on the bar. I got a sweet hand-painted number that is a lovely addition to my collection. Hundreds of potters in town gave up their time and talent to make bowls for this 29th annual fundraiser to fight hunger. Well done to all who participated. Now for our chat with Carla Thomas. She's been using her residency to build stunning sculptures with touchable textures. In fact, we've recruited her to lead a clay club session on her technique, which she'll talk about today. Here's our conversation. So Carla, how's it been going? How's your residency going? I've been really, really loving this thing. Really? Really, really, and I'm so, so blessed. So, so blessed to be here. It's been going well. Give me some particulars. What about it has made you feel blessed? Well, uh, it has been extended without my asking. Your residency yes, has been extended. Yes, they, uh, they offered, cause the, you know, the space was going to be available for uh, a couple of months before the next resident came in, and they wanted to know if I wanted to stay for a little while. And I, I of course, yeah. yes, I love it, love it, love it. Um, it has uh, is affected me in ways that I never expected it. To, to affect me. So, Give me an example. Um, for one thing, when you force your juices to flow and you just get used to your juices flowing, mm. they flow even more. Wow. You know what I'm, do you understand what I'm saying? Because if you, if you're I know like, what it's like for me, I want to know what it's oh, like for, for you. me, for me, when, uh, you, you know, you fit in your, your artwork as you can, it's one thing. But when you are forced because you made a commitment to really apply yourself, and you're like, what am I going to do? Things just start to come to you, and they start to come to wow. you. And I've noticed that um, now, I, 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 even here and at home, I eat, sleep, and drink more than I even did previously. Wow, so okay. it's, it's amazing. I usually have no less than four projects going at one time. Okay. Yeah. And you think that's a direct result of you having this this special time yes. where you you have a dedicated purpose for yes, your time. Yes, a dedicated purpose and around this energy. This energy when you surround yourself with so many like-minded people and the creative juices are flowing everywhere, everybody's synapses are firing and if there's somebody else sees it, hey, what did you do? Or I can go, wow, what did you do? And I go, I don't know what to do with this. And somebody will go, well, did you try that? And all of the, all of the ideas that everybody bounces off of each other, it's just, right. it's an amazing, amazing feeling space to be in. Have you ever done anything like this before? Where no. you've had a, no. a chunk of time where all you need to do is be artistic or no. to do, okay. No, unless I was just doing it myself, but to, to be in a program or a space 
like this where this is what you're committed to do to be in order to be in order to be in that space right. no this is the first time right in all of my years what do you know now that you wish you had known on the first day of your residency oh uh look i had to i thought about that okay um, um she's looking up her phone on her phone sculpture right sculpture venting sculpture venting yes i did i thought that being hollow was enough and it's it's not you have to make certain holes in, in inconspicuous places or it will explode. So, Interesting. Uh, yeah, I had a, a very, very favored sculpture. Just pow, just, you know, I mean, like, the, now I use the pieces for test tiles. Okay. That's That's how much it exploded. Well, oh, um, wow, okay, all right. And I thought I knew detachment, but until you're creating at the level that I'm creating, and you, you, when you make something, you go, God, I love this. I'll thank you, and I'm thanking the heavens and everything. Then I have to like okay back up because this is just the beginning. Right. It still has a lot. You right. Know, and I might not get it back in the same shape. Right. Then I send it out. You know, it is what it is. I remember you mentioning, and it might have been around the time of that particular tragic explosion. Yes. That uh, uh, our kiln boss Darren Simmons said something memorable to you about it. Yes. Remember what that was? No, I don't remember what it was right off hand because I'm nervous. You, I think he said something. At least I'm quoting that, you I, as saying. I think that, that kiln gods are. Can be unforgiving. Unforgiving. <laughs> that sculpture is an unforgiving art form. Yes, yes. Because there are sort yeah. of technical things like yes. leaving vent holes. Yes. That you don't know yeah. unless you get Just into the jump practice. in and get right. get into the practice. Um, I have found my style, I believe, that I didn't really have yet because I was just like you know building as I ho-hum wanted to and now that I'm into it and into it I found okay I like this I'm not so crazy about that probably need to do a little more of this but I think that I've found my style how would you describe your style uh textures textures I'm into textures I don't like a lot of smoothness even things that are supposed to be smooth I don't really like them smooth how do you uh, manufacture texture in your play um a lot of needle tools and odd things that you wouldn't think would make textures, like sticks and all kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah, so... Uh, I have a little uh, metal piece that I think would have been like a metal hook where you would put a drapery rod. Right. And I have it in my box. I have never used it, but I kind of keep telling myself... At some point, this is going to come in handy for some reason. I did the same thing really? yesterday. I went to a, to a little place and I found a a mallet, a little teeny mallet. Was it looked like a meat tenderizer, but a smaller one. And it's, I think it's going to be one of my favorite things okay. in a minute. So you know, right. when you're into textures, you can you can see it in different things. You know, when you first started your residency, you had a wheel in your space, but you don't have a wheel in there now, right? No, uh, they needed it for a new resident, which was fine because all I ended up doing was uh, trimming with it periodically. I my hope was to be able to apply myself to that more. Right. But um, um, I have some limitations that would not allow me to zone like that. So I, I, that's another thing that I got. I know how long I can work nonstop. Okay, that's an important thing to learn, right. isn't it? I, how long I can work nonstop before I have to raise my head and go, oh my God, what day is it? Right. You know, that <laughs> Yes. So, sure. so, and by the time um, I was, I had a limited amount of time. I, 
I wanted to, okay, after I get done with this and get done with this, I'm going to practice on the wheel because the wheel is not my strong suit. Right. But um, I, I got this much time to create stuff for my show, to show, to create a body of work, to, to, um, to, to work the, this residency to the best of my ability. I can practice the wheel anytime. Right. You know, so You've got them here. They're right, available to they're, you. They're right. So even though I asked him, you know, Sam said, "Do you want a wheel in there?" And I said, "Yes." It turned out to be not the most important thing. Okay. Yeah. So that is something that you kind of learned about yourself while yeah. you were here in this yeah. residency. Is that? Yeah. Meh, I like the wheel, but I like doing this other stuff better. Yeah, and I'm really good at it. Yeah. I'm really good at it. Yeah. And to the point where when I, when I, I walk away sometimes, or when I raise my head, you know, you're in that zone, and I look at stuff and I go, "Oh my God." And I thank God. I actually thank the universe and say, oh, my God, thank you. I love this. Yeah, you know? yeah. So. It's very exciting when that yes. happens, isn't yes, it? it? Is. Yes, it is. Have you had studio members come in and visit with you while yes. you're working? And yes. what are they telling you? They, they go, oh, my gosh, that's so nice. And those are the ones that sometimes they, when I go, I don't know, I'm thinking about, what are you planning on doing with that? I don't know. I'm thinking about, and they'll throw out some ideas, you know, and some of them are, are wonderful. Right. You know, like, uh, like I... I the, when I rebuilt the one that exploded, I was like, I know that I wore poor Alondra out, but... Um, <laughs> Alondra Pagaras, <laughs> right. staff so, members here. So I, uh, I, some of them said, hey, well, you can get a zinc-free clear over here and, and, you know, different things like that. So, or, or our green does not, does not uh, bake well. You're right, clear. right. So I found that's that right. out, you know, but right. I found that out through, I was like, what happened when it came out? And I had some of the more than one uh, studio person to come in and go, I think what happened was this, you know? Oh, and, interesting. And Laura okay. comes in and she'll go, you ought to try that. And Sam, I mean, everybody, you, everybody has, has really been been wonderful. This has really, really been a blessing. So what kind of clay are you loving right now? Right now, I am loving, loving, loving Soul Date, Soul Date 30. Oh Soul Date 30, okay. Yes. I love what it because, love I love it because it's stiff enough for me to build up and and make uh, my sculptures stand up. And I like to for things to sway and look like there's movement. And, um, and I also love it because I looked on the Laguna Clay website. You know, I'm into skin tones, you know, because, because I'm a brown person. And so, you are. Oh. <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> so I'm into skin tones and uh, Soul Date, uh, if you fire it electric, it's one color, but if you fire it in reduction, it is this coppery mahogany brown. And oh my God, I just love it so much. I love it so much. So that is my favorite. And um, six, what's that other one? Six thirty nine, I think. W. It's B mix. It's B mix. Okay. B mix five. Okay. It's really, really creamy. Yes. And nice, and I can do things with it. Okay. So. I've, I've been on this Christmas tree kick with that, okay. and I like it because it fires white, white, and and I can put all the different Christmassy colors on it. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, you know, so you so we're kind of laughing about this topic, but I, I did want to talk to you a little bit about this subject that I'm kind of interested in, which is uh, finding ways to bring black and brown people into the clay studio. Because Absolutely. I think... In some ways, this can be kind of intimidating. Yes. It's intimidating for white folk, too. But yes. I think for black people, it can be an especially intimidating experience. Yeah. Tell me about your journey into the studio. Well, Did you have that for, feeling? For, 
Yes, but not not. Uh, I have been um, in places and spaces throughout my life where I might have been the only other. Right. You know. So so um, I never felt unwelcome here. There are some places you go, you feel unwelcome, and these days are hard times. These yeah. days are hard times with with unwelcoming environments. So, what I have noticed, uh, I was I was used to being the only other, but uh, especially when it comes to black people, and, uh, and once again I was. But then I've slowly seen some young some youngsters coming in, and I'm happy about that. What I do notice that I don't see any men. I don't black see any, men. Yes. I don't see any black men, uh, very few. And uh, one of my neighbor's uh, grown nephews, uh, she was saying, hey, she's an artist. And, and she was like, show her some of your stuff, this lady. She's in her 70s. And um, so the young man, I showed him my stuff, and he pulled out his phone, and he had been making roses out of, um, like, model clay, you know? Wow. And I said, well, why don't you... I said, there's, there's no... There's no brothers, man. Come, come. I don't know. Come on. As a matter of fact, I went in because I'm like, I, I, I'm really self-indulgent when it comes to buying clay. Mm-hmm. And my house has, I went and it got two big things of clay. And I said, I want you to play with it. I'm not going to be a bugaboo and I'm not going to bother you. And he was almost ducking me for a little bit. I haven't, I purposely haven't mentioned it, but I'm hoping that he will get his hands in the mud and get hooked like me. So the issue of bringing uh, black men into the studio, is that a studio challenge or is that uh, black men are too busy, they've got stuff to do, they've got families to support? They just don't have the the luxury to do it, you know? And when they, um, like the young ladies here, a lot of them, they come in after work. Right. And, uh, but a lot of these young women, you can tell they don't have kids. They don't have the older ones. It's it's like there's this generation that doesn't have kids yet and, and probably lightweight jobs or whatever. And then you don't see for ages. And then there's like our generation. Retirees. Retirees, yeah. right. you know. So, but and maybe, I don't know, if maybe when they got their spare time, this is not what they want to do not. with it. Maybe not. You know. Right. So, but since the young man showed me... Um, Something that he does, like when he's sitting around watching TV, I was hoping, he hasn't mentioned it, but I was hoping that he would come to me one day and say, hey, where do you, you know, where do you go? Where do you, where do you spend your time? So I would like offer him a guest pass or something so he could come in and see that you would be welcome here. And you would, you would get to scratch that itch because right. it's clearly there. Yes. Yes. Well, I think that I, that is often the way people come into the studio, no matter what their skin color. Yes. Somebody says, yes. come with me, let me show it to you. Yeah. And then when you get in there, if you feel like for, for my people, if you feel welcome or unwelcome, that would that would dictate the next step. Sure. You know, I often think that and I, and I don't think this is a, a race factor at all, but I do think that for a lot of men in general, uh, if they're not good at something right out of the gate, yeah, they lose interest. They won't, and, and if it's they fail, they want to fail in private. Yeah, yeah exactly. They want to exactly. fail in They private. don't want to fail in front of their woman or in front oh, of their friends. Right. I just wonder if that's more of a sex characteristic than I a think race that's characteristic. a sex characteristic. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. I think that's a whole sex characteristic. Yeah. They just, they like you said, they don't want to 
fail. And when we were talking previously about when you when you're in this thing, you have to dare to fail. Yeah, for sure. You have to dare. You to sure fail. do. Jump out there. Uh, so what are you what are you working on now? What are you building? What are you, what are you going to start fresh on Monday? Let's just. Um, right now, I started fresh yesterday. Because it, I did, woke up thinking about it, went to bed thinking about it. A whole tribute to breast cancer survivors. Oh, wow. And um, I really love her. I really am loving her. Um, I want, I, I made the decision because I have the show coming and because uh, I have to, social media has its, its downside. I said, I'm not going to put her out there. But um, I already have a name for her, Steal Me. And... Um, She's in motion and she's leaning back and she's smiling, but she's a mastectomy, you know. Wow. So I'm really excited by the way she is coming out. I started on her yesterday, but in my mind, I already had her completed. And so I worked until I couldn't do it anymore. Right. And so I got up this morning, I was up like before the sun, doing, I had to make myself stop so I could come in. Oh, she's at your house. She's, she's at my here. house. Okay. She's at my house. Here, I have... Uh, I have four Christmas trees. One already got uh, uh, submitted for firing. The other three are, are setting up a little bit. And out of the bisque just came, I call them the fat heads, but they are um, huge, huge um, Afrocentric planters mm -hmm. with, with dreadlocks and beard and the whole thing. And it's a male and a female. A male and a right? female. I did the female first, and I said, "Oh wow, she needs a partner." That way, you know, if I if stop saying you can't keep everything. When I sell, <laughs> that's a fact. When I sell them, uh, you know, you, I can either buy you can buy the, the the lady, or you can buy the man, or you can buy the set at a slight discount. That's right. what I was thinking. Right. So, and they're big. They're every bit of. Uh, they're about they're 15 good, inches yeah, tall. Yeah, 15 they're inches tall, big. maybe about 8 or 9 inches wide. Yeah. You know, That's, so. That, yeah, and when they get plants in them, they're going to be amazing. They're going to be amazing. And yeah. I, I, I'm hoping to do them like I did the uh, the locks and dress and the Divine Feminine with the soul date. Put it in reduction, and I will speak with Laura about that. Put it in reduction so that it'll copper out that beautiful toasty brown oh, color. You know, I like, um, I've like I said, I've developed my style. I like that even if um, even if I don't put any color on it at all, you can look at it and tell mm -hmm. that this is, you know, ethnically, this is an ethnic individual. Yes, so, it's very interesting. You know, so really I cool. like that. I really went out of my way for that. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with the way um, my journey is going. It's very exciting. It is very, very exciting. Now, do you have a date for your show yet? Not yet. Okay. I know it's going to be spring. I, um, I speak with, I spoke with some of the, the year-long residences, and I think it only fair because they've been working for a year mm -hmm. to get them out of the way. Plus, it allows me to have more time because they had a year to get their pieces ready. I have three months. Well, it turns out five, but still, for a whole sh you know solo exhibit. So I'm excited. I even I talked to my closest family is in uh, Kentucky, and I said, hey, if I rented a nice six-bedroom Airbnb for a couple of nights. Would you guys come? Then we could go to the show, and then y'all could just hang out and eat and enjoy one another's company because my daughter was saying she would fly in. My son hopefully will come in. Wonderful. And everybody drive in. So I'm, 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 I spoke with Sam about, you know, hey, can I have it like April, you know, April, May? And he was like, yeah, we could do that. That would give me more time to... 
actually have because you can't you can't with clay you know you can't count it till you got it in your hand that's a fact <laughs> that is a fact but you are going to teach a, a, a clay club class aren't yes. you do we have a date for that yet no not yet but i asked can i can i do the class after I finish the residency. Okay, so and we're going to talk yes. first of next year. Sometime. Yes, that's so And I your focus talk. on the clay club is going to be textures on textures. Textures, yeah. Sam was like, "Well, I think you should do hair because you're really good at hair." And and Alondra said, "I think you should make it broader textures." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, "Okay." I agree yeah, with that for I, sure. Yeah, so for like, sure. Okay. So I don't know. I've never uh, done that. I've, I'm I'm not a, a teacher, but. We're just going to get out there and have some fun. And see you what are happens. such a teacher. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> I think that people will love that idea. That, I think, I think we're fun. often kind of confused where clay is concerned. Like yeah. what, what looks good, what doesn't. You know, yeah. Things get rubbed out as you're putting things together. Yeah. How do you fix that? Yeah. I think that's going to be a terrific class. Everybody yeah, will I'm sign excited. up for that. So I'm we'll, excited. We'll definitely tell uh, Clay at our core when you will be on the calendar so yeah. people can sign up for that. Yeah, I think and as, soon as, I, as soon as I know, I will... Let y'all know. We will do it. I'm well, excited. Carla, it's just awesome talking with you again. I'm so thrilled that you're going to extend your residency through the end of the year. Yes. And I invite all our studio members to pop in and yes. see all your great work. Thanks I'm so, so much excited. for talking with us Thank today. Thank you for having me. All right, darling. Take care. Bye-bye. Mudbug, whenever I see Carla Thomas in the studio, I know I'm going to have a good day no matter what else is going on. Thank you, Carla for your insight and wisdom. Now for some studio notes. The next Clay Club event, November 14th, features our very own cult pastor, Laura Davis, teaching the art of making your own kiln stilts. This is a necessary tool if you're looking to put glaze all over your wares. You won't want to miss this. Clay Club is every Tuesday at 6.15 p.m. and it's free to observe. If you want to participate, Please bring your own tools and clay. I hope you've got your calendar marked for November 24th, Mudbug, because the holiday sale begins in the Mason Gallery and Gallery Store on Black Friday. You will not believe your eyes to behold the cool ceramic arts and other goodies that Cult Pastor has lovingly curated. If you'd like to get your wares into the Gallery Store, Mudbug, come talk to me or Sam Bogansky. We want everyone to participate, even if you have just one piece to sell. The world of ceramic arts includes the market for ceramic arts, and to experience how it works is an important component of your discipline. I've learned that there is a buyer for every pot. Someone out there will pay money for what you've created, I promise. I'd also like to remind you once more, Mudbug, to lend a hand to our dear Nicholas Westerkamp, who is living with brain cancer. You can chip in a meal for her and her family by going to the Meal Train website and searching for her name. They would really appreciate the love of our clay community. We miss Nicholas so much. That's all for episode 63, Mudbug. I hope you're making something that surprises you. This is your clay pal, Ann Saker, and until we meet again, Here's hoping the kiln gods are smiling upon you.